Well, good morning. Happy New Year. All right, good. 2020 is already here. Uh, I want to dismiss the kids now. Kids, if you're going to our, our, our kids' ministry, uh, parents, remember, if you didn't sign them in, you'll need to before they can get in, so you may want to follow them out the door. Now, this week, we're going to finish this two-week mini-series that we're doing uh, entitled Seeing Clearly in 2020. Next week, uh, Adam and Bill will be back at it with the book of Acts. They'll be jumping back in at uh, Acts 16. That's where we left off uh, right before the holidays. But we're doing this series. Last week, we talked about the why and a kind of a high-level view of why we want things to look different, why we are taking this time to focus on this in 2020. This week, we want to put feet on it. We want to talk about what it looks like to focus our vision. And we need to do this because sometimes you just got to get tired of looking at things and you need to deal with the issue. You need to deal with the problem. So in the summer, I was taking my kids back to school, the ones in college, dropped the one off in Tennessee, uh, went up to Central Virginia, dropped the second one off there. And before going to, to Washington, D.C. to see my oldest, I stopped in Charlottesville, Virginia at a, a KOA campground there and just camped, me and a frying pan. That was it. The whole goal was to just kind of get away and unplug. I get there, and Virginia had had a ton of rain and actually flooding this past summer. So when I get there, there are some campsites that aren't available. There were some timing issues that had gone on. So they said, listen, we've got this TP. It's an eight-person TP, and we'll just give it to you. I'm like, awesome. So I go in this TP. It's like 20 feet high. It's huge. It's got this big fan in the middle. But what I also came to realize that with the rain, animals and insects looked for higher and drier ground. So I go into this tent. Uh, this teepee, and I look up, and I see up in the peak of the teepee uh, little spider families, like mom, dad, and all these babies. And I think to myself, I'm here, they're there. That's not a problem. And I didn't think much about it during the day, because they're there, and I'm here, and, and I just ignored them until the sun started going down, and I saw one of those little critters making his way up the wall of the teepee. And I thought to myself, that's not that big of a deal. It's there and I'm here. There's a good eight feet between us. It would never come this way until about two in the morning when one of them was either cold or lonely, and I woke up and found it on my rib, and I grabbed that thing, and I threw it, and I got up looking for it, and I couldn't find it, and I thought to myself, that's not a problem. It wouldn't do that again (laughs) until I woke up at about four in the morning to this. And I quickly moved my face, and it went to run, and I grabbed it, and I threw it. Go ahead and put it up. And that's my buddy. So you can see his little eyes glowing there. And that wasn't like a nice little Wisconsin spider. That was a a good southern spider. It went to spider heaven after this picture was taken. Um, But let's be real. How many times in life do we have these little spiders that we think it's not a problem, it's over there? It's not a problem. It's only once or twice. It's not bugging anyone else, but it's on my face. We need to deal with the spiders in the room. We need to focus on what the problem and the issues are. Last week, we ended by talking about a a man named Moses from the Old Testament. And Moses was leading the children of God, the people of God, out of captivity, bondage, slavery. And he's leading them to a promised land. But 
the children of Israel do what we all do by human nature. When things started going bad, number one, they complained. And number two, they want to go back to what they already know and what's comfortable. Why don't we just go back to Egypt? Sure, we're being beaten and abused and we're in slavery and the food was rancid and rotten, but we had something to eat. Why don't we go back to Egypt where there's plenty of graves that if we're going to die, just let us die there. And God has brought them out of Egypt, and now they're in the wilderness, and they find themselves where their backs are against the Red Sea. There's nowhere else to go. And charging at them is an army who either wants them dead or back in slavery. And I don't know if you've ever felt like God has backed you into a corner, but the Israelites start complaining again, and that's what they say. You led us here to die. And at that, this point, Moses speaks up. Now, today our passages are on the app or on the screens. We're going to be looking at several different places throughout the Bible at uh, different accounts. So I, we put everything kind of condensed into two sources. So this one, Moses speaks up. and be on the screens. It says, Moses answered the people, do not be afraid. Stand firm and you will see the deliverance the Lord will bring you today. The Egyptians you see today, you will never see again. We're going to deal with this once and for all. The Lord will fight for you. You need only to stand still. Don't run away. Don't cower. Stand strong. Then the Lord said to Moses, why are you crying out to me? Tell the Israelites to move on. It's time to do something about this. Raise your staff and stretch out your hand over the sea to divide the water so that the Israelites can go through the sea on dry ground. God had equipped Moses with the staff. God had given him marching orders toward a promised land. What seemed like a place of being stuck was God's opportunity for provision and to give them a breakthrough. I would say the same to us today, and this series highlights that. We ended by asking a few questions last week. I hope some of them stuck with you. The first question was, what is it God is asking you to change? What's the lifestyle? What's the habit? What's the thought process? What's the overwhelming baggage that you've just watched wear you out year after year? Why haven't you changed it yet? Maybe you're overwhelmed. Maybe you're exhausted. Maybe you're just kind of complacent. 2020, we'd love to see that change. Have you had enough yet? Have you hit rock bottom? Are you tired of excuses, of workarounds? Are you ready to deal with it? Now, before we go to the how we're going to deal with it and the opportunities, I want to give you three warnings and two highlights as to what this may look like within your 2020. Here's the first warning. This is not a time to procrastinate. No more excuses. This is not a time to come up for reasons why you can't or you shouldn't do it. This is an opportunity I believe God has given us in a time frame and also with people skilled and gifted in these areas to help us all move forward. We do this together and we need to consider, count the cost as the Bible says before we do this. Luke 14, beginning at verse 28. It says, suppose one of you wants to build a tower. Won't you first sit down and estimate the cost to see if you have enough money to complete it? For if you lay the foundation and are not able to finish it, everyone who sees it will, be, will ridicule you, saying this person began to build and wasn't able to finish. He says the same thing in, a little bit later about a king going off to war. You don't just jump into these things to quit. 
You need to be prepared and be ready to take it on. Deal with the spiders in the room. Habakkuk 2.2, from the Old Testament, God speaks to the prophet, and he tells him, write down the revelation. Another translation says, write down the vision and make it plain on tablets so that a herald may run with it. For the revelation awaits an appointed time. It speaks of the end and will not prove false. Though it linger, wait for it. It will certainly come and will not delay. Though it linger, wait for it. Don't quit on it. Don't procrastinate. Here's the second warning I'm going to give you, is it's going to cost you something. This isn't one of those things where you sign up and we sprinkle magic fairy dust on you and all the problems go away, all the habits change, all the money's in the bank, and everything turns around. This is going to cost you something. You need to open your hands to let something go so that God can fill it with something else. If you keep holding on to what's always been, if you keep the practices of what always was, you can't be filled with anything new. An example of this, how many New Year's resolution people do we have? One, two. All right, we have a couple. New Year's resolutions, and I don't care if it's New Year's or any other time. When you make a declaration that something is going to change, then something has to change. This year I'm going to get healthy. Well, then you're going to need to let go of the Cheetos and grab hold of the carrots. They're both orange. After a while, you won't even notice. You're going to need to free up your time to allow you to go to the gym. This year, I'm going to read more. Then you're going to need to close your computer or turn your TV off to build in the space. Because if you don't change anything, nothing will change. This is going to cost you. Here's my challenge. Stop making yourself content with what's convenient. Stop making yourself content with what's convenient. Hide the remote control. Move the TV out of the center of the room. Stop making yourself content with what's convenient. Change the food that's already in your house. If it's a, if it's a prayer or a spiritual practice, put the Bible where you'll find it first thing in the morning, right beside your coffee pot. Take the steps to make the change because something has to change. And here's the third challenge I'm going to just tell you straight up, is this is going to be a process. It's not a quick fix. It's a process. Sometimes, like we talked about last week, sometimes we're praying for the forest and God gives us an acorn. He gives us the tenacity and the ability to see these changes happen. I'm going to give you three examples in Scripture. The first one is in James. James chapter 1. He writes, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces, there's the process, produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. The problems come, which produce perseverance, which should move us toward maturity and being complete and not lacking. It's not a one-time thing. It's a process that happens in our life. Second t- example of this is in 2 Peter 1, beginning at verse 5. It says, For this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith. You do this. You add to your faith goodness. And to goodness, knowledge. And to knowledge, self-control. And to self-control, perseverance. And to perseverance, 
godliness. And to godliness, mutual affection. And to mutual affection, love. For if you possess these qualities in, look at this, in increasing measure, as these things are growing in your life, as you uh, possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But whoever does not have them is nearsighted and blind, forgetting that they have been cleansed from their past sins. We're moving forward. And if we stop growing, we start dying. If we find ourselves not looking at the vision that God has for us, we begin to focus on ourselves. And that's where Peter says we become nearsighted and blind. Final example is in Romans chapter 5, beginning of verse 2. Paul writes, he says, Through him we have also obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand. And we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Not only that, but we rejoice in our suffering, knowing that suffering produces endurance. And that endurance produces character. And character produces hope. And hope does not put us to shame. Because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. This is going to be an ongoing process, as is most everything in our life. So now let me give you something encouraging. First of all, you're not alone in this. This is, we started this last night, and there are people who, as they look over this list and see some of the challenges that are spelled out, they don't feel hope, they feel guilt or ashamed. And instead of dealing with it, they'd rather push it back into a corner, into a dark place, or shove it into a hole and hope nobody finds out. I want you to know that as we go through these things, you are not alone. You're not alone in the struggle, but you're also not going to be alone in the battle. This is where we as a church link arms. Me with you and you with me. And that person sitting beside you. This is where we do this together. I believe that this can be a season of change. And this is the, the last kind of highlight, hopefully, to encourage you is it will pay off. There will be a difference if we stick to it. Let me read you a couple of verses. Let these just kind of sink in. Proverbs 16.3 says, Commit to the Lord whatever you do, and your plans will succeed. Philippians 4.13 says, I can do or I can endure all things through Christ who gives me strength. Romans chapter 8 and verse 28. All things work together for the good of those who love God and are the called according to his purposes. What you've been through, what's kept you back, God can use this. Let's see freedom in it. Matthew chapter 6. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things will be added unto you. Proverbs 3 and verse 5. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he'll make your path straight. The Holy Spirit's been stirring you. Take these steps. Psalm 118 and verse 25. King David cries out, O Lord, we pray, give us success. And that's our prayer through this process as well. Proverbs 15 and 22. Without counsel, plans fail, but with many advisors, they succeed. We believe there are people in place to help us be successful in these uh, second timothy 2 15 do your best do your best 
to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly handling the word of truth. Philippians chapter 3, verse 13 and 14. I do not consider that I have made it my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Let go of what's lied, what lies behind. Whatever has kept you tied up, press forward to what God may have for you. It's going to be a process. It will cost you something. But there is victory in this. Uh, Galatians 6, 9, let us not grow weary of doing good, for in due season we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Galatians 5, 1, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. So stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by the yoke of slavery. Let's be free in this. Now as we talk through this, there's going to be four categories. I would say four groups of people that this will help. You may be one of these categories. If you're not, maybe you're teaching the next time around. But here's the groups I hear. First of all, there are some of you that this is an opportunity for you to step up. You've sat in a pew long enough. God has been a one-hour thing for you long enough. There are opportunities available to, sec to step up. Second group of people that I really see in this are opportunities are to get free. Hopefully you're getting tired of dragging around the baggage. Whether that be a, a thing, a habit, a person. This is an opportunity to get free. Next is to get ready. You may already be serving. You may already be in a place where you know it's productive, but you sense God's stirring in you to maybe take a, a different step. This is to help prepare you for what that next step may be. And the last group I, I want to speak to is those who need to get healthy. And some of you have had this on your New Year's resolution since 1988. This year I'm going to get healthy. And it's not about how sexy I can look or how muscular I can be. It's about being healthy. How many people have their lives either cut short or opportunities cut short because of the limitations of their own physical bodies? And many of the limitations are things that can be dealt with and opportunities expanded. And energy levels raised just out of being healthy. God has blessed Spring Lake with a, a lady she teaches. She's taught at GB. She also teaches at the Croc Center. And this isn't going to be some crazy, intense, aerobic workout. It's how do I live healthy? That's going to be one of the opportunities. Now, everything is going to be spelled out in our bulletin or program today. If you're joining us online, if you're watching later, you can also go to springlakechurch.org backslash events. And all of these are spelled out. I would tell you in the room the same thing. Maybe you're not ready to sign up today. You can use your connection card if there's one you want to sign up for or find out more about. You can uh, turn it in at the Welcome Center or give it to Jeff after service. But this is all also available online. I also want to let you know, maybe you knew someone else that this hits home with. This isn't just for Spring Lake folks. This is available to anyone who it can help. Let me just run through these. I'm not going to go through all the details most of you can read. If you need help, let us know. The first thing is the LEAD class that's coming up. That actually starts this Tuesday. LEAD, yes, it is about Spring Lake leadership, but it is also about being a Christian leader within our community, our society, and our culture. We should look a little different. 
That's what lead class highlights. If you feel like God is kind of pushing you forward in leadership or prompting you to it, check that out. Precepts, ladies, it's a great Bible study, an opportunity to go deeper in Scripture. We have before forever. If you are considering getting married, first of all, congratulations. Secondly, there's going to be some fights. Amen. Let's be real. Yeah. Um, before forever, I highly encourage it. This is a non-negotiable if you want to be married at Spring Lake. We also have a, um, premarital counseling. Man, please, check this out. I don't want to say too much more. The next one, uh, starting point in membership. If you feel that God has told you to call Spring Lake home, this is where you're to plug in. I would encourage you to check those out. This next one is a game changer. Financial Peace University. If you find yourself constantly talking about how you don't have enough money you don't have enough resource you have far more month than you have money please consider this class we never offer this class without at the end of it someone coming up saying i'm working now toward getting out of debt i'm working now to get my head above water months later we'll have people say i fast-tracked my school loans and they're gone i paid ahead on my home this is a game changer please check out the information on that one grief share some of you have been walking around maybe for years where it feels like a thousand pound weight on your shoulders you've lost someone or you've been through something please grief share is an opportunity that's available parent summit parent you are not alone you don't have to function in a bubble or in a vacuum information is available there the next one as you flip to the back is faith Biblical Counseling Conference. This is something we've hosted for three years. And it is a great opportunity in several ways. First of all, if you do feel God calling you toward more of a lead role, this is a great way to be equipped. But secondly, and there are some of you have told me, you feel like you're always in counselor mode anyway. With friends and family on your job, maybe in a life group or a community event. What would it look like to be equipped for those conversations that are happening to actually have answers that you're not just winging it but be able to speak from what god has to say about these topics what's a, a great way to bring someone hope and encouragement from scripture faith biblical counseling there's a flyer inside your bulletin a program as well baptism baptism is when you as a follower of jesus are making the uh, the proclamation publicly that I belong to Jesus. I am following Christ. Now, some of you in the room, your parents had you baptized as an infant, and we celebrate your parents' decision to want you to follow Christ. That was a statement for them of their faith for you, but now if this is your faith, you need to take the step for yourself. We highly encourage, and you can find out more about baptism, anxiety care group, anxiety and fear is gripping our country. At all age levels, There's, you see the announcement of the date is it will be coming up with that. Same with our marriage enrichment. You're not in it alone. Couples, if you're in a struggle, please keep your eyes open for this information. And then a uh, health care group, I already mentioned that. And then finally, a purity group. Pornography is a pandemic in our country. And it affects any age. It affects any race it affects any gender but that doesn't mean you have to live with these spiders in your space you don't need it on your face god has given us his holy spirit 
and we can be free. If this is a struggle for you, please check out this information. My prayer, once again, is that we see 2020 be a year where we look at things differently and we focus on where God has called us to go. Would you pray with me, please? Father, I pray that as we read through this list, we begin to let the excuses dissipate all to the side. I pray that any fear or guilt or shame or embarrassment is also pushed to the side and may there be a sense of hope that this year can be different. That this year can be a game changer for the rest of life. And I pray, Lord, that you would stir within our hearts the areas where maybe you're calling us to step up or to step out. And I pray, Lord, in advance, a prayer of thanks and gratefulness for the changes that will take place. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.